after a somewhat muted reaction to the news that the Black Sea Trade Corridor was being cancelled, wheat markets shot higher last week on the bombing of the Odessa port and are up again this morning on the breaking news that the Russians are bombing the Donning port. My name is Michael Wilton with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook for July 24th. You can find the detailed, written report online at the Sask Wheat website. September contract Chicago winter wheat closed at $6.97 last week, down $0.29 cents on Friday, up $0.36 cents on the week. September contract Kansas hard red winter wheat closed at $8.60 last week, down $0.14 cents on Friday, up $0.31 cents on the week. And September Minneapolis hard red spring wheat closed at $8.87, down $0.15 cents on Friday, up three cents on the week. Matif milling wheat futures rose 29 pounds over the week, and U.S. wheat futures are currently trading 38 to 51 cents higher at the time of writing, as the market is realizing that Ukraine might be done exporting grain for the time being. We'll start in the Black Sea this morning. Less than 28 hours after the expiration of the Black Sea Trade Corridor, Russia began a series of attacks on the Ukrainian ports of Odessa. The attack was said to have destroyed approximately 60 to 120,000 tons of grain. Moscow warned that it will consider any ship sailing to Ukrainian ports as a threat, and thus a legitimate target. Ukraine responded with a similar threat. Russia has since said they do not intend to shoot at civilian ships. The marine insurance company Ascot is pausing insurance for ships using the Black Sea Trade Corridor. And we already mentioned that the breaking news this morning was that Russia was bombing the Danube ports. Information is limited at the time of recording, but we've heard that both shipping and storage facilities have been damaged. The wheat market is now trying to digest what the complex looks like, now without Ukrainian supplies, at least for the time being. For Canadian wheat, cropland soil moisture in Saskatchewan fell over the week and is now just 15% adequate. The condition of the Saskatchewan wheat crop was last reported as 50% good to excellent on July 10th. Alberta Agriculture did not release a crop report this week, where crop conditions were last reported as 46% good to excellent, but soil moisture maps showed a continued deterioration of moisture levels. Manitoba Agriculture says that spring wheat conditions in the province range from 100% good to excellent in the northwest to 60% good to excellent in the southwest and central regions. There was some beneficial rain in the northern regions of the Canadian prairies last week, but precipitation was largely absent from the driest southern regions of Alberta and Saskatchewan. Canadian wheat exports in week 50 were large at 408,000 tonnes, for a season total of 18.9 million tonnes. Exports in the remaining two weeks of the marketing year need to be 340,000 tonnes each to meet the AAFC's 19.6 million tonne export projection. This should be possible given there is over 2 million tonnes of visible supplies in the Canadian elevator system. For Canadian Durham, Rain remained largely absent in the Durham-producing areas of Alberta and Saskatchewan last week. Environment Canada has issued heat warnings for southern Alberta and southeastern Saskatchewan as extreme heat fell over the regions this weekend and is expected to last into the week.
Canadian Durham exports in week 50 were 43,000 tonnes for a season total of 5 million tonnes, up by just under 200% from last year. There is another 309,000 tonnes of visible supplies. Of this, 113,000 tonnes are in eastern ports and 33,000 tonnes is sitting in Vancouver. The struggling Canadian Durham crop and expectation for higher prices will make Canadian Durham farmers reluctant sellers. Smaller production in Canada is going to ration export demand in a year that we are expecting stronger demand for Canadian Durham. Where the limited supplies goes will largely be a function of who has the most inelastic demand. And we'll move on to the U.S. U.S. winter wheat harvest advanced another 10% over the week to 56% complete. Rain in the northern states improved the condition of the U.S. spring wheat crop by 4% to 51% good to excellent. 35% of the crop is considered fair, while 14% of the crop is in poor or very poor condition. Dry conditions returned last week, causing the drought in North Dakota and Montana to expand. The condition of the North Dakota Durham crop fell three points over the week to 61% good to excellent, while crop conditions, Durham crop conditions in Montana fell 4% from last week to 17% good to excellent. Weekly U.S. commercial wheat sales were below trade expectations at 171,000 tons for a year-to-date total of 5.2 million tons, down 26% from last year. And over to Australia, Australian wheat futures followed the rest of the global wheat complex, finishing the week at a five-month high. Australian wheat exports to China remained strong. Australian wheat exports to China in June were 79,000 tonnes, which was 10% of the total amount of Chinese wheat imports that month. In Argentina, soil moistures in Argentina improved slightly, but are still historically low. Planting is 92% compared to the 97% average, and the crop condition was unchanged from last week at 26% good to excellent. In India, India announced an export ban on non-Basmati rice, effective immediately. India accounts for more than 40% of global rice exports. There continues to be speculation that India could import large volumes of wheat in the upcoming year. There were rumors that India bought, or will soon buy, Black Sea wheat. Matif milling wheat futures closed at a three-week high as the market reacted to the bombing of the Odessa port. Rain in the EU delayed harvest progress, which is causing farmer selling to be slow. As harvest in the EU continues north, both yield and quality results have been variable. Five countries have asked the EU to extend bans on Ukrainian grain imports at least until the end of the year. Poland is one of them. Poland says it will maintain its ban regardless of whether the EU extends the ban or not. The current ban imposed by the EU expires on September 15th. And one final interesting news headline was that Egypt will sign a $100 million loan with the Abu Dhabi Fund for Development to help finance its grain purchases. Inflation and the high cost of grain has already caused the country to start deferring payments for its wheat purchases. As far as the outlook goes, the market is trying to digest what the recent bombings of Ukrainian ports means for Ukrainian wheat moving forward. Otherwise, crops in Canada and Argentina are struggling. 
India is posed to be a large wheat buyer, and China has been buying significant volumes of wheat. With this in mind, there are large stocks of wheat in the EU and Russia, and it seems as if credit issues are impacting demand. This lack of demand is an issue, and North American wheat is expensive compared to other origins. Spring wheat prices are getting attractive, and we would use this rally to get at least 60% sold on new crop production. Until next time, my name is Michael Wilton with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook. You can find the detailed written report online at saskwheat.ca.